0: Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed. It celebrates their triumphs and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA Rocky Mountain Region and your host for Upholding Valor. Our conversation today is a must-have in light of our current climate and the events surrounding equality and race. We recognize diversity and embrace it here at VA. I want to say that right off the top. We see no race, gender, age, or sexual orientation. We serve all who have served and welcome diverse backgrounds and experiences, I am joined by those that ensure we foster that all-inclusive environment at VA and today we talk specifically about VA Salt Lake City. There is a very robust diversity program here, I'm proud to say. Please welcome Tony Pagese. She is the VA Salt Lake City's women's health program manager, but also a diversity champion for the diversity inclusion program here. Welcome, Tony.
1: Thank you. Welcome.
0: Th- thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Daniel Palmer, who is our EEO manager here at the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System and also a, a diversity champion for our program here in Salt Lake City. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Okay. I know you've been busy over the last month. You, you have to be. I mean, we know what the conversation's been. A lot of questions, a lot of constructive conversation, hopefully, surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement and how that impacts our employees, our veterans, and this healthcare care system. Um, we know experiences and, and backgrounds play into how that impacts folks. Can one of you or both take turns, talk about what you've been doing as a result of this really societal movement that we're experiencing? Either one of you, if you want to launch in.
1: Well, I I will say that in the past month, um, whether it's been here at work or uh, just at home, um, I'm happy actually to have experienced a lot of people reaching out. I think people have more than ever expressed um, their uh, lack of awareness about um, this particular issue, about the issue of race. in in our society, also have actually acknowledged uh, being uncomfortable or or, um, just uh, how can they uh, be better at understanding and gaining information to participate in a more constructive dialogue and constructive ways of being Mm -hmm. um, to to foster understanding uh, in this area. And so I've been, um, I have been pulled a lot of lot of different ways pleasantly you know from like friends and uh, neighbors asking to speak on this subject Um, certainly here at our facility um, being engaged in panel discussions and other side discussions so it's been wonderful to see people work through some um, their level of uh, discomfort you know around this matter. Sure. Daniel? Yeah
2: definitely so uh, we realized that Employees and veterans, their their lives don't stop at the gate, right? So when they come on campus, you know there are going to be issues as far as the uh, protests. You know how is that affecting employee, employees, and what are we doing to make things better? So uh, you know that meant taking a comprehensive look at our diversity and inclusion program. Um, you know, asking questions: Are we doing the right things? Are we doing things right? And what can we do better? So looking at what we can do better, having different ways to uh, engage employees and veterans here uh, at VA Salt Lake City. So that meant things like the panel discussion that we had, uh, doing this podcast here, uh, making our services available to uh, lunch and learns to teach, coach, mentor employees about employees about the uh, diversity inclusion program, and special interest programs as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of? of someone, say it be a service chief, just an employee who has has come to you and, and needed some assistance within the workplace surrounding this, something that's made them uncomfortable or maybe they're wondering how that they need to to say something to their employees to talk about this, I know that the medical center director felt the need to to say something i didn 't know if that was trickling down to the to the rest of the services
1: um, I know after our um during and after our panel discussion last week, we, we received some wonderful questions and thoughts and comments from staff here. I've had staff reach out to say, hey, I've, you know, had insensitive comments. I felt there were insensitive comments from staff and veterans. Uh, I've had uh, uh, one comment from um, a disabled neighbor, Na- Native American um, staff here who reached out and said, hey, I couldn't get involved. Um, I want to do something. I don't know what particularly, what in particular I can do, but I do want to be involved in the um, committee. And just um, individuals reaching out to say there is a change. I mean, I actually had um, a staff reach out to me and say a change is needed. And they're trying to figure out, okay, where do I go with this thought? I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. What do I do with this? And, you know, how, how can you help me, you know, to, to, to,
0: to do some diversity
1: work here? Not only, you know, on myself, but for our facility.
0: So and what do they do? What, what do you tell them?
1: Well, I, I mean, some of it is very, um, I, would, I call it like foundational. You know, I want to acknowledge where they are at at the moment. You mean, they're feeling uncomfortable, and that's part of the diversity work. Sure. They're acknowledging some things about their mindset. They're acknowledging some things that that they now see that they haven't seen, and they're wanting to have a conversation, and that's great. That's where you start at. Now, um, you know, wherever you are in your... um, Wherever you are at with going about the business of, you know, promoting inclusion or, you know, embracing diversity. I mean, that's specific to the individual. Certainly as an organization, there are things that we're doing, as Daniel mentioned earlier, with podcast and just embracing this idea and saying hey we want all of our staff to feel connected to be able to feel like they have a voice and can be a part of the good things that are happening at this organization or that can happen at this organization
2: did Uh, you want to add to that oh well one specific example would be uh steve over at patient care and cultural transformation
0: yes i know steve right
2: so Mm -hmm. steve contacted me and he he wanted some uh, tailored training for his group, so he invited me to a staff meeting to uh, on, over Skype to <laughs> to give him some training. And we kind of tailored what he needed. And you know, we hit on some topics of diversity, and inclusion. What is diversity? What is inclusion? Uh, uh, workplace civility. If someone had a complaint, how do they address those complaints? So we're able to address the needs of his staff, his group, and we're able to uh, make them make the employees feel better about. Working here at the VA.
0: So, this may sound like a, a stupid question, but but someone may be thinking this. What is diversity and inclusion? What what does that look like in the workplace?
2: Well, diversity just means uh, recognizing differences. The things, diversity is what makes us different. So, it could be our race, our color, religion, culture, socioeconomic background. Sure. So different things that make us different. So, inclusion just means that we are able to. It's mainly when someone feels that they belong. So we, we embrace their inclusiveness. So there's a feeling of belonging, belonging. Because if an employee feels that they belong, they're more apt to do better, to take the initiative to address issues in the workplace. So that inclusiveness is recognizing that we are different, right, and using that difference to better the organization.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would just kind of add to it that, um, you know, some people – think that simply because you have a diverse workforce or if you have a diverse workforce that you automatically have inclusion and then that's not the case you know the things that this uh, uh, facility is embracing our executive leadership is embracing those are strategies those are things that bring about inclusion people want to feel and be a part of Uh, an organization and feel they can contribute so really what you're doing is with a diverse uh, population or a diverse workforce you're leveraging all the talents that your workforce has you're 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 really like tapping into all the great things that they can bring and they should be bringing to meet you know organizational goals and our 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 mission here and so um, the collusion piece is the big is a big piece and it's a very meaningful piece and it's and so and it's hard to measure in some ways
2: right and also along with inclusion addressing any barriers that we have to that inclusion right Mm -hmm. so we're looking at barriers and if there are barriers how can we address them or remove those barriers
0: and we're not just talking about employees we're talking about our veterans as well we want them to feel included uh and i know that we have um specific programs here for for veterans Mm -hmm. as part of our diversity program can we talk about that a little bit um because they're they're hearing the same noise that that we're all hearing, and um, I want I want them to feel comfortable and know that this is top of mind for us where they're concerned as well. Um, I would say I mean there there are a lot of different
1: programs that we do we have internally. Um, to make sure that we 're looking at gaps and challenges and services for our, our veterans, um, ways in which we can engage them um, in processes I mean we do town halls we do sure. uh, a number of things to 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 hear the voice um, of the veteran it 's uh, it can be challenging sometimes, but um, I would just say that there are multiple, like, um, committees, um, uh, programs, initiatives. I mean, we have I Am In- Not Invisible uh, um, uh, I won't call it an initiative, but an activity. I love that. It's, yeah. Those pictures are yeah. so
0: cool. I was a part of that, and it was an honor to be a part of that yeah. for women veterans.
1: Yeah, we do that for staff. We do that for veterans. And so there are ways in which we try to hear the voice of the veteran. And, you know, hearing the voice of the veteran may mean that we hear from the veteran that, hey, you're not really hearing us. You think you're hearing our voices, and here are some ways. So we always want to get feedback and input from veterans on, you know, what we can be better at what we can do, and also you know it shines a light on what we think we 're doing, but we 're really not
2: right and some other thing, areas where we help veterans assist with diversity, we have the uh, language program where we have uh, we can have translators come in to translate different languages to assist in their medical care. We also have uh, American sign language interpreters that we can use. We have a minority uh, veterans program coordinator mm-hmm. so that person is available and we also support the uh civil rights so in the EO officer's report external civil rights so if, an, if a veteran feels that they aren't being treated properly or you know that they are being discriminated against in some way or treated differently they can definitely contact us with for that um yeah.
0: and and i know that we have a pretty robust lgbt program mm-hmm. as well um that i've seen grown mm-hmm. over, yeah. over the years
1: yeah yeah um we are uh you know, June is um, LGBT Pride Month. We're mm-hmm. having actually a virtual celebration on Friday. I know, um, super this cool. afternoon. So, um, um, so we do have coordinators there and also what our gender um, identity veteran experience uh, program um, as well.
0: You mentioned something earlier to me, and I want to go back to it. When we first started talking, you mentioned... Um, people realizing their lack of awareness and that you were pulled in in different direction. What does that mean exactly? Does it mean that they didn't realize that, that you know, racism exists or they they come from a completely different background? Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me?
1: I, I, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's I many know. things. Like I could have <laughs> run down A, B, C, D, and G. No, no it's all of the above. Sure. And I guess I guess what I would say about that is You know, um, you know. I I talked about people uh, feeling, uh, wanting to feel connected. I mean, as human beings, Mm -hmm. we run to a, we want to feel safe, and we're going to kind of go into places that make us feel safe when we experience something unsafe or either unfamiliar. And so, I have seen people who have become more emotionally engaged, but they haven't been emotionally consumed and so they're able to think better and to you know strike some realizations about you know where they were their thinking their mindset and now how that has impacted their way of being or or being either a part of something that may have been less than healthy and now want to do something uh, different about that so you know I guess I've mentioned earlier it's been great to see people have insight about where they are.
0: Mm-hmm. You so know you, and where and, and what they need to learn, so you guys have seen some real change, like I mentioned earlier, maybe some constructive dialogue yes, yes, yeah, yes.
1: definitely, yeah, a lot. I mean, we had a wonderful response to the panel discussion. we last should week. talk
0: about that real quick. Yeah. there was a really robust panel yeah. discussion be, uh, amongst the employees yeah uh, here at the vA Salt Lake City Healthcare System, anyone could join. You had hundreds of employees on at one time and and they were firing the questions and and good questions and really hard to answer questions. I mean from my perspective and I thought you handled them beautifully. Were there any notions or thoughts that struck you uh any any questions, any tones that you weren't expecting or well.
1: I I recall uh, a particular question that sort of um, kind of moved us into a conversation about implicit bias.
0: I remember that one. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah,
1: and it was great because it really, you know, I love seeing our staff dive in and provide some response to the question as well which just wasn't us you know they could recognize something they may, alluded to hey you know there's probably some component of that question that demonstrates implicit bias it was it was it, it was great so um, so there was there was that you know uh, definitely you know illustrated uh, there's some training uh, around there that we can should develop and, and offer to our staff um, and then, um, definitely questions about individuals acknowledging, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what, what's next, you know, g- give us some guidance, you know, um, I think what I really wanted to also, uh, put out to the individuals that, um, joined us that day was, uh, being a resource, um, and, um, Um, like resource to just foster some insight and some guidance Um, um, because if you're if you're taking the step you know through your discomfort to reach out and be vulnerable I mean that is that is fantastic and and I think you know should be met with a response and knowing that, you know, where you can go to help you foster that learning and that insight and what you can do next steps in your, your, you know, your understanding
0: and your growth. What'd you take out of that?
2: Uh, same thing. So some of those tough conversations that we have, we may not be able to have in our workplace, in our work area. So it was a, uh, opportunity for employees to address some, some, uh, questions that they may have and for some subject matter experts to answer those questions, um, you know, like the federal government as a whole is on the forefront when we talk about diversity and inclusion. So for me, it was somewhat alarming that employees had some of the uh, thoughts that they have. So we want to have that conversation. We want to address it. We want to to uh, show them that maybe that perception is skewed or off, um, especially the, the question with the diversity versus the uh, quality. We definitely, That's definitely something that we have to look at. Um, because when we, when we uh, you know, employees, uh, applicants apply for positions, there's qualifications that they have to meet to get those positions, and then even in the workplace, you know, we have performance standards in place, so we want to make sure that we have the the best employee, but at the same time, we want to embrace that diversity.
0: Gotcha. You know, the VA has received a, a little bit of flack, and, and I would say is working in the communications department you know we we engage on social media we try to educate staff on our thoughts and received a little bit of pushback why is VA talking about this at all that you know there's no there's no business for you to you know offer an opinion it's political well personally I don't I don't see it as as political at all I mean, I, I feel like it's our responsibility, our social responsibility, to talk about it and, and make sure our employees feel safe and comfortable, and our 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 veterans do as well. So I applaud you for taking this action and 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 really talking about it. I I want to end by talking about this moment in history and it feels different it feels like a movement like something is is happening do you feel that do you think we're getting somewhere uh you know we've we've taken 15 steps backwards but maybe we'll end up you know running another 30 steps forward what do you guys feel personally in your with your your backgrounds your diverse backgrounds and and what you're seeing and hearing
1: um I mean, for me, I, um, I think for a lot of people and people that I I interact with, you know, often uh, we've had conversations about uh, what feels different, what we see is different. Definitely volume says something. The number of people, I've never had a number of people come to me and say, hey, can, Tony, can you talk to me about race? You know, so that's a that's different there so I mean there's no denying that you know what has happened over the last month in our society has not um, resonated with individuals with a lot of individuals and um, that some of the things that you know we may have been thinking about in the back of our heads you know people found the courage to just kind of you know, talk about it and say it and share it. So I, you know, I I like to think that, you know, with all of like what I've seen and what I've experienced and increase in conversations and just kind of reaching out to understand and also just increase in people acknowledging that they're uncomfortable, but they're willing to work through their discomfort is huge. And so um, so I think that there's something to be said about that and that, you know, this is an opportunity, you know, maybe an opportunity and a fortunate opportunity, given, you know, what, you know, is associated with, you know, um, what is happening right now regarding individuals reaching out and um, opening up to new understandings and insights. But it is an opportunity nonetheless. Right.
2: Right. So with the movement that's taking place in the community. Overall, I think that it's brought about some awareness that now, maybe some of those things we can look at and have those tough conversations, you know especially with the uh the younger generation that 's coming up you know they're they 're seeing things are going to be different I think they're going to be different based on the, uh the movement that 's taking
0: place Tony Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you being vulnerable and coming in and talking about this this important issue. And thanks to you for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe, take care of each other and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran and veteran of Desert Storm. This is personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us or better yet, Televet and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to ksl slash veterans. VA is honored to serve you. Talk to you next time.